One of the keys to building wealth is increasing your income. Most 20-somethings don't have a savings problem. They have an income problem. You're trying to pay off student loans, graduate from a college lifestyle, and invest for your future all while working on an entry-level salary. While I believe the fastest way to increase your income is focusing on your primary source of income, aka being a top performer at work and negotiating a salary because of that, I'm also a fan of rolling up your sleeve and hustling to make some additional income on the side. Not only is side hustling a great way to make some extra cash to deploy against whatever financial goals you have right now, it's also a great way to learn about business, develop additional skills, explore other career paths, and most importantly, learn how to independently make money. So with all of this in mind, I invited my friend Genesis Hinckley on the podcast to discuss side hustles. Known as Genuinely Genesis on Instagram and TikTok, Genesis has been hustling since she was a kid, selling coconut popsicles on the side of the road in Bolivia. Growing up low income, she learned firsthand how to turn her hard work into cash. Now, in her 20s, she graduated from selling popsicles to working in big tech full-time, but she's still hustling on the side, growing a real estate empire and content business. In this conversation, Genesis and I are going to answer a ton of the questions about side hustles, including whether side hustles are even worth it, how to make time for your side hustle, how to convert this hard work now into passive income in the future, and most importantly, some ideas for your first side hustle. That's probably the biggest question that I get whenever I'm discussing side hustles. People just don't necessarily know where to start. What do I do first? How do I make this money? So aside from some of the side hustle ideas that Genesis will be discussing in the episode, here are five other ideas that you can consider for your first side hustle. Number one is retail arbitrage. Find an undervalued product in one market and sell them in another. My personal favorite is garage sales. I find underpriced items at local garage sales and resell them on Facebook Marketplace. Number two is deliver food and groceries. Popular apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, and Instacart have made it easy to find this kind of work and fit it into your schedule. Plus, you don't have to interact with people, which is also a plus. Number three is get paid for your creative talents. If you learned a particular skill set through your day job or a hobby such as graphic design, writing, or voiceover work, you can get paid to help other people with the same service through sites like Fiverr and Upwork. Number four, offer lessons. Are you well-versed in a musical instrument or maybe a sport? You can put that knowledge to use and teach other people to play. And number five is sell baked goods. People love cakes, cookies, and pies. If you're good at baking and you enjoy that, you could put your talents to use. You can start with your friends and family and eventually expand to farmer's markets over time. Those were just a couple ideas to get the ball rolling here. Let's get into the real episode. This is going to be a good one. We have many of these planned for this year. So if this is the year that you get serious about your financial future, hit the follow button because we have a whole lot more of these episodes coming. Let's get into it. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the Hispanic American first generation college student and Miss Poor But No More, Genesis Hinckley. You know those moments where you think, I wish I would have learned this in school? Those are the topics that we love to talk about. Join me each week as I interview experts sharing their strategies for solving problems that us young adults will face throughout our 20s and 30s. So what are you waiting for? If you want new episodes about adulting advice every Monday, hit that follow button.
So Genesis, excited to, to have you on the podcast to talk about this topic around side hustling. I realize that side hustles plays an important part in your story, quote, quote, uh, from poor to not anymore. I love yes. that little tagline that you have. It just like really rings and, and makes a whole lot of sense. And and side hustles played a big part in, in helping you build some income so you can kind of move that into some passive income. And I definitely want to help people and guide people with this conversation today around starting a side hustle. But I want to start, I think, in a contradictory place, which is, are side hustles even worth it? I get some counter arguments sometimes with side hustles, like, I don't have time to side hustle. Like, I, I got enough going on in my life already. Why side hustle whenever you can just increase your primary source of income or you could uh, just reduce your expenses. So what what would be your argument as like side hustle being pro for side hustle? Are side hustles worth it? Yes. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. And I have actually taken the word hard out of my vocabulary because most things, they're not necessarily hard, they just take time. And time is our most valuable resource. When I think about the side hustles that I've implemented into my life, I realize I'm so glad that I have them because I've learned so much about myself. So a lot of people in our world have their nine to five. And by the time that they come home, they're exhausted. Like the last thing you want to do is one cook dinner. So most people will eat out. And after that, the last thing that you want to do is sit behind a computer or whatever it may be and start digging into another role or work. I understand because truthfully, at the end of the day, when I realistically come home from my nine to five, it's 6 p.m. ish. And then I look at my house. I'm like, it's a disaster and I need to kind of tidy up. But then my son comes home and he also needs attention and love and care. But I have a bunch of things in my mind where I'm like, I need to tidy up. I need to, I need to help my husband cook dinner. I need to take care of, spend quality time with my son. And like, do you really think that at 830, when I finally put him down, that I'm just energized, gung-ho, ready to get like, I don't know, put the camera up and start making content? No. And then I quickly asked the question, why then? (laughs) I have to be honest with you. I'm so passionate about growth. And I've told this story so many times, but I think it's an an equivalent. It is just like the the story that I go back to anytime someone wants to set up an excuse, give me an excuse. I was sitting on my couch and I asked myself, why haven't I done anything with my passion to uh, help inspire low-income communities? And the first thing that I told myself was, well, I don't have time. I was sitting there watching TV. And guess what? I had time right then and there. And like really what it is, is you don't have like the mental, I would actually say you don't have what's in your heart, like this burning fire. And in order for me to really start to have that fire, I need to to fuel it. And so early on, I said, you know what, I'm just going to start TikTok. And so I went for it and said, I'm going to commit to posting once a day, every single day until I hit 10K. And the truth of the matter is, is that you cannot depend on motivation to make your dreams come true. 
You have to depend on habits and consistency. So I didn't care if my videos were absolute trash. I was going to post once a day, every day until I got 10K followers. And now at 830, when the time comes and I have to decide what am I going to do tonight? I say, some days I say, you know what, tonight I'm going to sit and read because I just don't have the mental headspace. But other days I say, okay, let's just kind of get into it. Let's let's <laughs> make this exciting. Let's play some good music and let's make it happen. And I'll tell you by the end of the night, there are some nights where I will go to bed at like 11, actually significantly later, but let's just say on average 11 and I am exhausted, but my heart is so full. And that's what I really love about side hustles too, especially in this world where I feel like a lot of people are misaligned in between their nine to five and what their purpose or passion might be. Side hustle is this great opportunity that you can fill your cup, that you can get aligned without also sacrificing some of your financial goals that you have in mind too. Because let's be honest, like Side hustling can be hard and creating a side hustle into your main hustle might take a little bit of time. And so many of us, especially 20 somethings are looking to expedite investing and paying off debt and just getting out of the situation we're in right now, because we don't want to be in the situation forever. So we're, we're, we're kind of stuck sometimes picking between like this job that is, that pays really nicely, but doesn't really fill your cup or going down this path of like passion alignment, but like, I'm just going to get even more buried in student loans and credit card debt and make no headway on my financial goals, kind of converting that into a side hustle until it feels big enough that it can become your main hustle, I think is a really cool strategy. And especially at a time in our life where we do have both energy and typically the time to invest in something like this, like, oh my, like, I hope by 45, I'm not grinding the way I'm grinding right now just because I have some other things I know that I want to enjoy and, and I, I don't want to always be this tired. But like, I, I, even looking back at my 22 year old self, sometimes I'm like, How, how'd you do that? Like, how'd you do grad school and a full-time job and content and your little side hustles all at one time? Like I look at that 22 year old self and I'm like, man, you're tired. Uh, you were tired. I'm hoping that my 40 year old self looks at my 30 year old self now and says the exact same thing. Oh, I completely agree. It's interesting because it's always 2020. Right? When you're looking back, it's always hindsight is 2020. And when uh, last year there was a massive like tech layoff situation, every single tech company decided, hey, we completely overhired during quarantine and now we got to say goodbye. During that time, I was, I mean, sitting at the edge of my seat, scared, really like scared. And guess what? I was scared despite having side hustles despite having the cushion. But in that moment, I told myself, you know what, I am so glad that I have learned how to make money outside of corporate America, outside of having a boss, so that you essentially build self-belief and you are empowered that, you know what, sure, lay me off, but guess what, I'm still going to be secure because I know how to make money outside of you. Mm. Oh man, you you hit on a big one that I wasn't really thinking about in preparation for this, but looking back on my own side hustle journey, that is that is probably the biggest thing that I took away from it. Like I'm not necessarily afraid or scared that I'll never be able to make money again. 
Like if if something were to happen to every generating, you know, income generating stream of income that I have right now, I still feel pretty confident in six months, three months, probably even three days that I could start making money again if I really needed to. And until you really step into some kind of side business or side hustle or something else outside your nine to five, you like kind of know that, but you don't necessarily believe that all the time. And I really do think that's such a power in in creating a side hustle and, and kind of finding that belief early on. Oh yeah, and you know what, Justin? I have been hustling since I was a little girl. Uh, I, I, at one point, like my first ever business was I sold heladitos de coco, which is um, ice cream, coconut popsicles. And oh, I sold these in Bolivia outside of my, my grandma's house when I was out there for like nine months. And I've just been hustling since such an early age. And that empowerment is just something that no one can ever take away from you. And because like I was poor, right? Like I had to find ways to immediately make money. And that's just so, that's just so powerful. You it's just so, so powerful. Yeah, I would agree. So let's put some def- definitions to, to things here. Like, what do you even consider a side hustle? Like is the, the coconut popsicle stands like le- like legit a, a side hustle like is that a definition all the way up to like do i drive for lyft and uber do you consider that a side hustle am i running a business on the side is that a side hustle do you have any like idea on like how you would define what a side hustle is i would define a side hustle as something outside of your main hustle anything it being like for example i have my 9 to 5 anything i do outside of my 9 to 5 is a side hustle to me. Hmm. There's always going to be something that takes most of your time away and therefore the time that the the thing that takes the most time away from you is your main hustle and everything else hmm. is extra. Yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. Let's put that as context for this conversation then. Any income, anything that you're even like building to eventually generate income for you, we'll define as a side hustle for this conversation. So with that in mind, what are some like ideas for popular side hustles or just like if someone came to you and was like, hey, Genesis, like I would love to side hustle, but I have no idea where to start. Like what is some guiding advice on like what could potentially be a first stop for them for a side hustle? That seems to be one of the biggest questions in yeah, the I get side that all hustle. The time. Oh, yeah. In <laughs> yes. the side hustle context. Because people are like, oh, I want a side hustle, but I don't know what to do. And to that, I'd say, well, start with one thing, <laughs> just one thing. And then when you start with that one thing, you'll realize, oh, I don't like these aspects of it. And then I also don't like these aspects of it, but I really do like this aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And so that will help you narrow things down in the future. So something here, here are a few side hustles that I would consider if I wasn't currently doing the side hustles that I have, but I can mention those as well. So a side hustle that I'd consider is driving from place to place, either like Uber or um, whatever food delivery service or getting groceries for people, or obviously taking anyone from point A to point B. That's something that I would consider. With that one though, comes a lot of privilege. You have to have uh, a car that meets their standards. And that can be pretty pricey for people. 
Something that I would consider that is so easy is dog walking, any sort of dog mm. services or like cat watching, whatever it may be on those different applications. Like Rover is obviously one of the very easy ones. And then I would start honestly there. Just those are like so easy to implement. And you're, of course, relying on, let's say, these these companies, but the proof is in the pudding. It is just something that gets you off your feet, kind of like a stepping stone. And you can then identify what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, I like that thought. I, I don't think, well, first and foremost, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Don't get paralyzed by like this 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 decision. Just pick something and get going. And if you start dog walking and three dog walks in, you're like, oh my God, I hate dog walking. I forgot you have to pick up poop. And sometimes you get terrible dogs and they try to attack me and I hate all the, the hair in, my, in the car that it leaves, then just move on. Like there's nothing tying you down to this like first decision that you make, pivot and you can you can try something else. So I, I love that kind of initial piece of advice. Like just the longer you wait, the, the, the less clarity you're gonna get in all honesty. But I, I do think I like the thought of just starting down and thinking about it, especially from like a service base, like what could I offer someone? Yes. And maybe you have a, a specialized skill set already that that is in your your main hustle, yes. like graphic designers, web developers, coders, um, you know, anything in that nature where you know the freelance market is is robust. I think you could, of course, and obviously start there. But then there's all of these more labor intensive services like dog sitting or cutting someone's grass or something like that. And the beauty of that is you could either go to the apps or to the web and utilize the marketplace that's built there. Or like you could just like ask your neighbors and or your friends. Like we, how many of us know someone that is a pet owner? Probably every single one of us listening right now. And I guarantee you that all of them will complain about how much they have to pay their Rover person to go and watch their dog. So maybe you just offer like, hey, I'll watch your dog whenever you need me to. And you start there. Oh, my gosh. And you can start babysitting. You can start um, like mowing lawns in the summer, shoveling snow in the winter. Things that are so easy to just start. And that's what you got to do is just pick something and start. And something that has really helped me is I don't think that there's like a perfect side hustle. Uh, maybe there's something that is like one that fills your cup in one way, another that fills your cup in another way, because that's why I have my nine to five still. It's because yeah. it fills my cup in some ways that my other side hustles don't, um, or I guess side hustles, period, because that's not a side hustle. <laughs> um, yeah. But something that I would consider is thinking, what do I like to do? Making a Venn diagram. What do I like to do on the left side? And then on the right side is what am I good at? You align those two and that is like your perfect role in mm -hmm. corporate America, but also your perfect side hustle. I mentioned corporate America because, I mean, how many people do you know that uh, aren't filled with uh, their cup isn't filled after their nine to five? So many. Mm -hmm. so, it, so many. it's aligned with your main hustle and your side hustle. Yeah. I think I also want to caveat that you're probably not going to find the perfect match. Like you're probably going to get closer and closer, but there's there's tasks and responsibilities to any side hustle or any any real nine to five job or business that nobody likes. Like I love 
podcasting, but there are so many elements of podcasting that I don't necessarily enjoy. So I either hire those out or I dread doing them when I do them. But podcasting fills my cup so much that like I can look past some of those things. And then vice versa too. I have a nine to five, I run a business and I kind of actually have like a side hustle in all intents and purposes. And those all have elements that I really love and they all have elements that I'm like, hmm, if I could get rid of this, I would totally get rid of this. So once again, I don't think there's like a perfect fit whenever it comes to that Venn diagram, but I do like the exercise of like, what are you good at? What do you love? Get creative, maybe mix and match them both or find an element in one or the other that that you could really start your side hustle. Such a great point. What about this, you know, you know, we're talking about side hustling right now. And so much of this, I think, is going to be trading time for dollars right now. And I think 20-somethings are comfortable and okay with that. But eventually, I don't think we're always going to be wanting to do that. And, you know, to get personal with you, I know you've mentioned plenty of times that you wish you could have gotten more time with your mom, but she was so busy working all the time to keep you guys afloat that that didn't happen. And I know as a young mom, you're probably thinking the same thing too down the road. You're going to want to make sure that you're at all the graduations, all the sporting events, anything and everything. You want to make sure you have time for at that point in time. So do you have a, a kind of plan of attack right now that you're thinking through, like utilizing your side hustle money right now and converting that into either passive income or things you know are going to be able to give you time back later on in your life? I'll be honest, you definitely hit a heartstring there, just thinking about my mom. And I guess for context, uh, my mom was a single mom of three kids and we were low income. So she was constantly working just to get us, you know, pizza, frozen pizza to like put in the oven while she was working. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right, because I am a mom and I'm the main provider. And I have to a degree had to a little bit mourn this stay at home mom life and that sounds really sad because it's like okay genesis can't you be a stay-at-home mom the truth is is that yeah i can but i got postpartum depression after having my son and the only thing that brought me back was work and i attribute a lot of that to i only saw my mom work all the time and so what is safe for me and what is comforting to me is me working all the time. <laughs> Something that helps me, though, is I do a lot of time blocking. And whenever I get home, that is mom time. That is uh, feminine energy time. That is putting masculine energy, like bossy, quote unquote, Genesis on the shelf. And that is when I spend time to my son, like dedicated. I'm not 100% perfect at it because we're human, but that is something that really helps me and really trying to read to him right before bed, uh, really trying to, something that I love to do. Sometimes I'll have like tonight, I have a speaking engagement and guess what? I'm not gonna be able to read to him. But something that I do every single night is I'll go into his room and just kind of lay a little bit on top of him and stroke his head and talk to him about like what his day was like. Mm. And those are moments where at least when I'm working, I know that I can come back to that. And he, it will, it, it's not about just spending as much time as possible with my son. It's about spending intentional time. And I think I'm a really, I, I'm really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've really just 
put value on your time. Like you realize that you are somebody that is multidimensional mm-hmm. and you don't want to lose any elements of those dimensions that you currently have for yourself. So your only solution is to manage your time really well. Like it, it's just like so many, uh, so many people I know are interested in side hustling. They just don't want it enough to really be so prudent and manage their time in a way that that will allow them to do everything that they want to do. And I think we were kind of talking about that at the beginning of this conversation, but I, I love the concept of time blocking. And I know another one of your superpowers that you mentioned is anti-procrastination. Can you talk about that a little bit? And and like, is that just innate in you or, or do you have any advice that you can give someone, you know, asking for a friend right now on, on how to be an anti-procrastinator? Hey, I'm not perfect at it, but I'll tell you the reason uh, I I love it and hate it. I'll tell you, I'll tell it to you straight. It's not all daisies and roses over here, <laughs> but I have an extremely high sense of urgency. You tell me something needs to get done. I, in my mind, I actually feel like I step into my fight or flight and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot relax until this thing gets it do- is done. And that's truthfully exhausting. And that's something that I'm currently working on. So just how <laughs> some people are like re- really struggle just with procrastinating. I also struggle with almost like just relaxing for a sec. Like, girl, you do not need to turn that in like three days early. That was me in college, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but something that does really help me is I set things into priority. This feels like an, a near view question because I was, <laughs> you know, I like totally yeah, prepared me, for this me. one. But totally like prioritize, prioritization. What I do is I tell myself, okay, Genesis, there are three things that you need to do today that I limit it to three. There are only three things that I can accomplish today. And what is the thing that is most immediate? And how long is it going to take me? And then I coincide prioritizing with time blocking. And so I put it in my calendar and I say, okay, today, these are the three things that I need to prioritize. And these, this is where I can complete them on my calendar. Hmm. And what happens if, if something comes up and you can't get to that, you run real estate, you have Airbnbs, like a crisis could, could pop up at any point in time. Maybe a stranger is banging on their door at 7am or something, Mm -hmm. and you have to deal with, with that situation, (laughs) or you're a mom, uh, you can never predict when someone's going to be sick or you have to go into school for some reason or something like that. Do you give yourself the grace and allow yourself that you couldn't get to one of your three, or do you have a different strategy that you take? I have to give myself grace. Otherwise, it's truly exhausting. You can't work yourself to death. And I actually once had a friend call me and tell me she was in the hospital because work was causing her so much stress. So it's a real thing. You can't you can't work yourself to death. These last few weeks, the things that I've wanted to get done, I haven't gotten done. And yes, I beat myself up about it. I think that's normal. But I also remember that every single day when I think about what do I need to do, I realize that I need to take care of myself first. Otherwise, I'm actually going to get sick because my immune system is going to be poor. And I'm going to be really unhappy with the things that I'm doing. And I don't want to bring that energy into a space that fills my cup. And so it's definitely a combination of pressure, like pressuring yourself to, hey, get this done. You got this sort of thing. And then balancing that with, hey, you know what? Today, your mental health needed some love. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do in all honesty, because I do think you need a healthy amount of pressure. Like sometimes we're too soft on ourselves. in all honesty, mm-hmm. and you allow yourself to to break some of the promises that, that a past self had or, or committed to. And then other times you do need to just step back and realize, okay, I, I need a break today, or I need to take care of this issue that I didn't necessarily know was going to be an issue today. And, and like I said, it's, it's a hard challenge, but, but I think intuitively most of us know it if, if we're going to be really honest with ourselves. Oh, it's so, I, I love that you mentioned that because we're all so different. For me to say, Genesis, you need to relax. That's different. That is, yeah, like I'm still accomplishing everything that I set my mind to. So I don't know, right? It's, it's really just saying, Genesis, you need to do it all slower. Yeah. You don't you don't need to like accomplish everything ASAP, Rocky. But so other people need to look inwards and be like, damn, like I don't I haven't done shiz, right? <laughs> and and just that's all right. Acknowledge it and then take action. For sure. You uh I, I totally understand your your anti procrastination superpower, yet also like it being maybe one of your kryptonites too. My girlfriend has the exact same issue. And it's like it comes in handy nine out of 10 times. Like, it's like amazing whenever there's like, here's a big issue. She just jumps right on it. She gets it solved and you don't have to sit with something so long or like, you know, draw it out. And then you're like crammed up against a deadline. But then there are other instances, like for example, today we're moving at the end of the month and we need two new side tables for the guest room that we're, we're at our new place. First of all, those side tables don't need to be in the guest room, you know, even a month after moving in, let alone uh, 20 days before we move into to the uh, new place. But yes, of course, it's like all she could think about in the last eight hours. And she was just scurrying marketplace and and looking online to find one. And then, of course, she went out uh, the door at like 830 this morning and, and carried back two side <laughs> tables. I'm like, girl, chill out. Chill out. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've got a problem, man. It's it's yeah. <laughs> Whenever people ask me like, damn, Genesis, like, how do you do it? I look at them and I say, hey, I'm tired. I'll tell you, know, <laughs> I'm just tired. You mentioned that you grew up low income. And I know that comes with with probably a heavy dose of scarcity mindset, especially around money. Now that you're making more money, both through side hustling and through your main hustle, are you working through that scarcity mindset a little bit? Do you feel like, uh, you know, you are financially self-reliant and and you're getting healthier or closer to that? Because this is another thing that I really struggle with growing up too. We grew up frugal. I, I didn't grow up low income, but my parents were super frugal because they came from low income families. And... I beat myself up sometimes because I like do some of the craziest things and I'm like, that's so unnecessary, Justin. <laughs> like you either you don't have to work that hard for that amount of money and or you, you don't have to like deprive yourself from this. Like you are comfortable in your current situation. So I'd love to hear your, how you're handling that. I would assume similar feelings. I want to tell you a story because <laughs> I haven't shared it anywhere yet, even on my social yes. media. Let's hear it. I went to New York for a friend's birthday and my friend, he's also a content creator and I'm not going to name any names. So I'm just going to keep this on the down low. I'll tell you after, (laughs) but these are a bunch of people that I say I'm, I used to be poor, not anymore. And I'm, I show you exactly what I'm doing to become a multimillionaire. And 
these people are already multimillionaires. Like these people are extremely successful financially, but also in their minds because they seek, they just love growth. And somehow I, 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 I met a co-founder who had recently sold his company for, let's say, X million. We decided that, okay, we all want to go shopping. And it was just like a grand old time. We were having a good time when it was so funny, Justin, is I'm letting him take the lead, right? Like, hey, you know what? You tell me, what are we looking for? Let me help you find this thing. We're standing right inside, right outside of Banana Republic. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, like Banana Republic is a nice place. It's kind of nice. This is like little Genesis talking. And I recommend, oh, do you want to go in there in Banana Republic? And he was trying to be nice about it, but he basically said like, no, I'm not going to find what I need there. Okay. Like, all right. Then the first store that he picks is Theory. Are you familiar with Theory? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's nice. It's yeah, it high is. quality, but also very expensive. I'm, I'm walking in there. I'm like, I already, I could feel, I could smell the expensive air. And <laughs> I start looking at the, like, I try, I really avoid looking at price tags, but here I needed to gauge, okay, what are we talking? $700. Cool. Whatever. We're good for this like wool coat, which actually sounds pretty reasonable uh, now looking back at it. But okay. We didn't find what we, we needed there. And eventually, Justin, we go into Ted Baker. And I was helping him find what he needed, helping everyone else find what they needed. We were like hyping each other up. And right before checkout, I see the cutest little like skirt suit set. And these are friends that just inspire you and motivate you. And they're there to support you. And one of my friends says, go try it on. I'm like, okay, like it's a $230 skirt. Okay, I guess I'll try it on. I tried it on and I tried it on with a top and I looked at myself in the mirror, Justin, and I said, this is an outfit I will be signing my books in. Hmm. And I bought that and we all bought something. It cost me $500, but it was a moment of celebration of how far I've come. I'm not shopping at Banana Republic and not that it's to diss on it, right? But damn, like she, okay. Like you're making good money. So spend money on things that help you feel celebrated. In that moment, I felt mm. celebrated. Mm. What a great story. And like just... An amazing crescendo to see kind of how far you came because I, I know how challenging it probably was to swipe the credit card on something that seemed just like an insane amount of money, but you know deep down that you really deserved it and you wanted that celebration. That's cool. Yeah. It, and, and it hasn't always been easy. It definitely gets easier as you have more money, as you have kind of like your investments and everything going. But where I started was when I go out to eat, I don't limit myself. If I want an appetizer, if I want a drink, I get it. And mind you, there have been times where I've had to leave stores because of the anxiety that I've felt of just overthinking, like, do I really need this? Mm, like, have I worked hard enough for it? 
sort of thing? Do I have enough in savings? You just kind of psych yourself out. And so it hasn't always been as easy as I make it out to be. And sometimes I still struggle. Like I I lost mm-hmm. my tennis shoes and I, st- I even the thought of going to the store and spending like $100 on some tennis shoes that I actually need, it's something that I have to like force myself in the car and be like, okay, let's make this fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the beauty of it is it's not like you're just getting everything that you want because you've hit this status or this level. I know you and and your prudence around money. You've taken care of yourself first through investing on the real estate side, um, in the investment and stock market side. You're making sure that you're cash flowing the right direction and you're not being frivolous and buying things that you feel like you won't actually appreciate. Um, you're doing all of those things. So yeah, like if you have some leftover money and you want to get something, if it's $500 or you buy $501 things, whatever, like you're allowed to make that decision however you want to make that decision then. Yes. And why the hell do we work so hard? Yeah. (laughs) Truly, right? Why? And you know what? There are things that you're going to decide. Like I recently bought a $700 Dior necklace and I returned it. Why? Yeah. Because I had it and it, I I wanted it to be a moment of celebration like that suit was, but it wasn't. And it felt like I was wearing really this necklace that is beautiful and I still, I still want to find something like it, but it wasn't real gold. It was entirely for the Dior name. And yeah. what does that say? It says, says what you value. I value people knowing that I spent $700 on this necklace. And that is not something I personally want to prance around. And if you look at most wealthy people, they're not prancing around decked out in luxury. I think that's a good closing thought. Um, Genesis, this has been a pleasure. I know I got to get you out of here in a couple of minutes or else I'd love to talk to you forever. Um, so let's point people to, to connecting with you. You're super active on social. Of course, I, I feel like you're probably a content creator first, uh, podcast <laughs> guest second here. Um, so I appreciate you kind of stepping out of uh, uh, your comfort zone on the social side and, and coming over to podcast land here. Uh, but if people want to follow you along on TikTok, Instagram, where can people find you? Please find me as Genuinely Genesis on both TikTok and Instagram. And then you can also find me at GenuinelyGenesis.com. Please DM me. I really, the reason why I post is to connect with you. Yeah. You also have a side hustle workbook. You want to talk about that a little bit in case somebody is looking for a resource to to help them along in their own side hustle journey? Yes. I created a 29-page workbook that walks you through picking a side hustle and committing to it. And it's decked out in journal entries to go from scarcity to abundance mindset, uh, different strategies I use to get out of my head and just like pick something. It also has like a habit tracker. It has everything that I wish I had when I was considering different side hustles. And I meant to stole the final question thunder here, um, but I'd love to ask you if you had the opportunity to teach a 16 week class to a group of graduating college seniors on a topic that isn't normally covered in the classroom, what would you teach and how would you teach it? Easily, I would prompt them to pick a side hustle and commit to it for 16 weeks. And I would want them to, from the beginning to the end, to create the goals 
create a system that's going to help them achieve those goals, steps that they need to take toward achieving those goals. And then at the end, I would evaluate them on how close they were to achieving their goals. And I'd be curious to know how much money they made. Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool class. And I think 16 weeks is plenty of time (laughs) to go from ideation to actually execution on a side hustle. So that'd be a dope class to have. Uh, Genesis, this was a pleasure. Once again, guys, it is genuinely Genesis on Instagram and TikTok, genuinelygenesis.com if you want to go check her out. Also, all the links are in the show notes if you're looking for a quick select there. Genesis, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on The Struggles Real. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the episode. As always, I appreciate your kind words. If you want to leave us a rating and review on your podcast player right now, that would absolutely make my day. If you want to find episode show notes, our blog, and other great resources, head over to tsirpodcast.com. If you have follow-up questions, an idea for a future episode, or just want to say hi, we have a contact form on our website and those messages go straight into my inbox and I promise you, I will reply. But all right, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you all and you're not alone. Let's keep making it through our struggles together. Mm-hmm.